Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast presented by Bet365. We are part of the Action Network. Today is our Divisional Round Recap episode. I am Chad Millman. I am joined by my BFF, my companion, my compadre, my co-host, professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. How we doing, Chad? Dude. Dude. We're going to get some perspective here because we literally just had for sure the worst weekend we've had this year. Pure offer on every game. Maybe the worst weekend we've had in four or five years of doing this together. We were wrong on every side of every game. Everything we thought would happen, the opposite happened. Uh, we were convinced a dominant defense on, on the number one seeded team that was a huge favorite would be Fuddle a first year starting quarterback. At least that happened. But did we choose the right one? That is the question and so many other questions we will answer on today's pod. We will go over all the divisional round games, see how we did on Simon Says, Exec Decision, Big Balls, Foxhole. I might have foreshadowed. Not well. Plus, we give our first instinct takes on the conference title games. The only perspective I can give is that we are not massive, massive Bills fans right now. As a reminder, the Favorites Podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boost with them than with anyone else. Every day, they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays, and they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible Super Boosts. Check out the boost and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Louisiana, Ohio, Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. Let the torture begin, Simon Hunter. We will get to uh, Bill's Chiefs last. That was our Simon Says. First game up. Big balls, better the week. That was Houston plus nine at Baltimore. That is the game where the number one seeded team that was the big favorite with the great defense did befuddle a quarterback uh, in his starting in his first year and in his second playoff game. We always talk about being on the right side of the cresting wave. We did not catch the wave in this game in any way. We didn't jump off the Lamar trends. Uh, we, 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 we did jump off the Lamar twin. No, we did not jump off of the Lamar trends as a big favorite at the right time. We did not jump off of the John Harbaugh trends as a big favorite at the right time. We had false hope at the end of the first half, like the return by Steven Sims to tie the game, a really good series by the Houston Texans defense. By the end of the third quarter, we were in the backdoor cover mode. That's really it. Yeah, like you said, though, we got that kick return. It's like you had that false hope. It's 10-10. We missed a field goal. We should have been winning at halftime. Um, was feeling pretty good, and yeah, CJ just laid an egg, and uh, had a plenty of people bring up the fact that, that DC is the same guy that shut him down when he was at Michigan, and CJ was at Ohio State, so apparently he knows how to play him, and I really didn't buy into it too much, but I guess they're kind of right, but it was just, it felt like everything that could have went wrong for Houston kind of did. Um, the game really, to me, said more about Lamar, right? Lamar came out in that second half, drove down the field, 
got the ball back, drove down the field, and then got the ball back and drove down the field. It's like that's that's MVP regular season Lamar. So the fact that that he had his best half of football in his playoff career in that game, we got got. Yeah, like you said, that was a bad bet. Um, <laughs> false false hope in the first half for sure. Where it's like, oh, they're in this game and they were just never in it. Like CJ just never never did the thing CJ usually does in those games, which is keep things close. And um, yeah, Lamar. Lamar caught us in a good spot. Like they're 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 a really complete team. And I saw the crazy stats like Evan had in his article about how well they've played against the best teams this year. And it's pretty incredible. Like they struggle against 500 teams, but everyone that's like three games above 500, they just smack them. And that's the kind of team they are. So um yeah, that that was a bad bet. We got got is a great <laughs> way to say it. There was one thing. We did. We talked about we talked about on the favorites multiple times. We talked about it on Green Dot Daily with with Maria. We talked about it on Convince Me when we were doing the show when we were talking about this game. C.J. Stroud all season long had been a different quarterback when he was on the road playing outside than when he was at home, and we just sort of decided that wasn't going to be something that we worried about very much in this game. I don't know why. I don't know what we, I, I think we just sort of, we bought the hype of how good he had been at the end of the season and decided that that combined with Lamar really not having proven it yet, not just in the playoffs, but as a big favorite, not having proven it. I think that got into our head. I think that's what it was. What do you think? Yeah, and I'd also say we're eight and two betting against Lamar as a big favorite. So yeah, we we got got there, but like I said, it's we we play this spot. We we like Lamar as a short favorite or a big dog, and a, a little fore, foreshadowing looks like we might be getting him as a uh, short favorite. The Ravens' defense was downright sick, and we have not talked about them as a dominant team because whenever we talk about this team, we talk about Lamar, and I want to give I want to spend a second just outlining some of the stats here because obviously they're playing in the AFC title game against the Kansas city chiefs. So it's a little bit of foreshadowing and previewing for that, that um, breakdown. These are numbers against the quarterback who led the league in passing yards per game in this game, right? 213 total yards, 10 total first downs, 38 rushing yards. If you look at the box score, it's just a bunch of freaking zeros. No offensive touchdowns, no points in the second half. Um, Lamar is the conversation because he was MVP, and people think, well, they're not dominant because he's not dominant. This defense, Simon, we talked about Kyle Hamilton in one of our breakdowns, our favorites film room, how dominant he can be. That's exactly what he was on Sunday. I cannot wait to get your take on this defense against the Chiefs, given what we both thought of the Chiefs going into this game against the Bills, how we are going to frame how we feel what the Chiefs just did against this Bills defense and what they are going to be facing against the Ravens defense. Fascinating. We're going to get to that game in a little bit. First, we have to continue with the torture <laughs> and the flogging and the self-reflection. We're self-scouting right now. Exact yeah. decision, Green Bay at San Francisco, San Francisco minus 10. My bad. 
My bad. <laughs> Whoops. Look, we talk about dominant defenses on the number one seeded team that was a huge favorite that would befuddle a first-year starting quarterback. This is the game we were pegging. I can't tell if I dragged you into it. Like, early in the week, you were like, yeah, that makes sense. By the end of the week, you were all freaking in on this game. You were 100% with me. And I will tell you, I will tell you, Debo Samuel, there's going to be a year, I texted my buddy Seth this today, there's going to be a year where Brock Purdy wins the MVP of the league and Debo Samuel is voted MVP by his teammates of the 49ers because that first series, this is what happened. McCaffrey for five, Purdy to Samuel for 15, Purdy to Samuel for nine, then he's out of the game. Purdy is off his game for the rest of the game. Debo Samuel's got to play for them to have a chance. Yeah, but this is a, Debo's Achilles heel, so he'll never be in that scenario. He plays, I know it sounds stupid to say, but he plays too hard. Even Kyle Shanahan yeah. talked about this, where they're scared to get him touches in the middle of the season because they're like, he can't not go 110%. Like, if he sees a guy ahead of him, He'll never step out of balance. He's going to try to run through that guy's face. And that's just how Debo plays. So I love it. I'm with you. It's like, this guy's incredible. Um, I remember being really pissed off. The Eagles didn't get him. We got some, some guy named AJ Brown uh, turned out to be an all right move, but that's everyone wants Debo. Debo is such a game changer, but um, he only knows one way to play. So uh, I get where you're coming from though. Like uh, shout out to our listeners who are at the live show. Apparently I did say, I was going to take Green Bay plus 10, but you're right. You talked me into it. A bunch of people talked me into it. And I was like, you know what? If it's under 10, you guys are right. That was a good number. And I think we had three different times where it lined up. We still could have got that under 10 play. Like it was going to land on 10. Um, and you yeah, know, like any sicko that gambles, you always have this false hope. And they had that pick and you're like, yes, this idiot's trying to run it back. We're going to get this yes. door cover. Uh, but no, we didn't deserve it this week. None of the bounces went our way. And that's what's so tough about playoffs. It's like our read wasn't terrible. The The thing we didn't predict was Purdy just not being himself, right? It took him a little bit to get going. Um, but at the same time, if you're a 49ers fan, how are you not just so excited? Like the guy led a game-winning drive. It's something that's so hard to do in the playoffs. And you got to see that from Purdy. So, um, yeah, An another game. We got wrong, but at the same time, like, felt like it was a coin flip game. But the Green Bay felt like the right side from the get-go where their Jordan Love was just playing really well. Um, I did not see him playing as well as he did. So kudos to that team. Like, Jordan Love, every week he's showed up here for these last nine, eight weeks. Here's the thing. Because I was trying to figure this out. And, and by the way, I was doing the same thing. I was doing the gambler's math. And at the end of the game, I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I still got an outside shot at the minus yeah, two and a half. I still got a very outside shot at the over 50 and a half. Like I was just holding on and it was not a pretty night in my house. I'm just going to tell you, my kid and uh, had all his buddies over. They all ordered wings. Two of them ended up puking because they got some <laughs> kind of something going on. So in the middle of the game, I'm upstairs in my kid's room cleaning up because he's not feeling great. And then I got to go back down. Jordan Love was not amazing in this game. Like, if, if, like 
in the first in the first two drives, they had the ball for what the twelve minutes of the first quarter. Completed five of his first ten passes for less than twenty yards. Then he had that one long throw, but they were just running this the ball so well. The Niners couldn't get off the field and they couldn't stop Aaron Jones. That was that was the ball game. Yeah, he played really well, but it's uh, it's more about how Jordan Love plays in the red zone. Like it's so hard to score in the league, and it's like every week he gets two to three touchdown passes. It's just crazy how efficient he is in this little floor offense. Um, but you're right. No, he didn't have his A game. He had two picks in the game, and yeah. um, Aaron Jones, a guy who they were trying to split carries with all season. I mean, back to back weeks, how dominant was he for the, that team? So. Um, it's it's just interesting how these teams want to move on from these running backs of the past, and sometimes it's like just play the guy who's earned it, right? Aaron Jones earned those touches. It was just weird right. they went away from him t- this season, but um, yeah, Green Bay. How can you not be so excited about your future? Like that's just it's just crazy. Three straight guys they've drafted have hit. It's just ah, uh, we all we all we all hate you, Green Bay. I think you guys know that, so that's just how it is. They haven't had a quarterback issue since 1992. <laughs> no, Simon, who, who was that? Who was that quarterback? Was it Harbaugh? No, Don Don Mikowski. <laughs> Even better. Who I remember watching in my freaking college dorm room at Indiana <laughs> University, and then all of a sudden it was Brett Favre, and then Rodgers, and now Jordan Love. So here's what's interesting, and we're going to talk about this one too in the preview for the NFC title game. Debo Samuel goes out. Brock Purdy struggles almost immediately. He's indecisive. He's not accurate. Uh, Just the game plan is totally different. And so, of course, I was obsessed with this game this morning, reading everything about it, because I want to know if Debo is going to be playing, because I love this team so much. And even Shanahan was talking about, after the game, how, how much it changes his game plan and how much it changes everything for everyone in the field. And he actually pointed out, that Cleveland Browns game where Debo went out during the game. The Niners had a chance to win. They ended up missing a field goal. He said it happened during the Cleveland game. We didn't handle it. Well, we handled it better today than we did. Then the only difference in that, in those two games is this time Brock Purdy delivers with a touchdown instead of leading it up to Jake Moody, who also missed a field goal in that game. Yeah. Corner Schefter. And again, we'll get to the, the, Niners lines. According to Schefter, Debo told people on the Niners he was okay. According to Michael Irvin, who said he spoke to Debo Samuel, Debo said uh, he can lift his arms above his head. He's feeling better. Uh, no, no, uh, no sure confirmation that he's playing yet, but they are starting to feel positive. All right, the Foxhole, Tampa plus six and a half, Detroit. Not a lot to say about this one kind of played exactly as we we expected it to. There was a two-point conversion at the end of the game. They were down eight. They went for the two. They make it. We probably cover the bet. They missed it. We don't. It wasn't a lopsided game. It played ex- this this is when we got right. We were just on the wrong side of a two-point conversion. <laughs> yeah. Um no, like I had a guy text me as a joke like you guys had a good week. You went 3 and 1 in the first half. Like fuck <laughs> you, dude. <laughs> like that, that's so sickening though it's just all these all these second halves were just brutal for us um this one here is like exactly what we talked about we talked about mike evans is over receptions his touchdowns we knew that they were gonna really attack this line still on the outside and um 
you know, it's just what a time to be a Lions fan. Like I can't get over the fact that this offense, every time they need seven, they, they do produce. Like it's pretty incredible. They're able to produce for like this, this playoffs. It, it's not too big for him. And I know golf, like obviously he's been to the Super Bowl. That's, that's something real, right? Like the fact that he has that confidence in himself and he's playing that well, um, you know, he's making big time throws in these games. Like he had a lot of pressure to deal with today and he handled it really well. Something we just saw the week before Jalen Hurts could not make the hot read, Felt like he made the hot read every time he needed to make it. So um, the two headed running back monsters, right? Like the Gibbs Montgomery combo. One of the guys doesn't have a great game. The other one really picks it up. And then Laporta has looked better every week since the knee injury. And then we know I'm on St. Brown. It's like all the pieces are there. I think the 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 fact remains. Me and you question have questions about their defense, right? And Baker, he had his moments. He just missed a couple throws that he should have had, and it would have been a different game. So, um, yeah, came down to a two point. Like we said, just was not our week. It, it did not go our way. Um, easily could have called a pass interference if Mike Evans played that ball differently. Uh, he didn't. No need to call it. That was a clean clean play by the defense and. Um, yeah, I was just happy that Bowles went for the two because I thought for sure he was not going to go for two. Yeah. Like, I was like, God, this dinosaur, this is why I didn't want to take them to win this game. And he did. Like, he shot me up. He went for the two. He played it smart. Um, just didn't work out for them. So, yeah, no regrets. It's a bet It's a bet we were going to make. Um, I told you I had the number five and a half. If, if it was five and a half, four and a half, I would have taken the lines. Was, we are just playing the numbers, and I have no regrets. Like you said, it came down to a two-pointer. So, um, we, we, we liked Baker all season. He was good to us all season. Just didn't, didn't end the way we were hoped with a Tampa cover and the Lions outright. I was thinking about you when Bowles was going for that two point conversion, because all season long, we've been bashing the guy for being a dinosaur and so <laughs> good on him for not pulling yeah. Ron Rivera and playing the right play and going for two there, you know, it was very much a like a Matt LaFleur move, not a Todd Bowles move. Um, And yeah, we backed Baker. He had Moxie. He did right by us. You know, you just said the same thing about Lamar, like probably eight and two betting against Lamar in these big favorite spots. Had a nice year back in Baker. No regrets on that one. This last one, the Chiefs, it's the flip side for you and I of the Packers and the Niners. Because when we talked about it on Tuesday, you loved the Bills, and I was struggling because I wanted to bet the Chiefs. And (laughs) uh, I just could not get myself over the hump. And eventually I did. Like the, The conversation around this Chiefs team and what they were doing offensively and how they couldn't finish against Miami stuck in my head all week when you're watching this game as someone who literally on convinced me yesterday, you were pleading with people to, to take the Buffalo bills. When you're watching this game, how was it playing out in your head? Were the chiefs a different team than you thought? Uh, different in the sense. I, I thought their defense was so bad. I was like, wow, I can't believe how easy the bills were moving the ball. And then, you know, they held him to two field goals. I was feeling pretty good. Like, okay, this is what we expected out of this Chiefs offense. And then it just eventually clicked, right? Like, they they never punted. Or I think maybe they had one punt, that Chiefs offense. Like, it just 
I mean, Mahomes did what Mahomes does, right? He did whatever he wanted that game. And, um, you know, McDermott, like the whole defensive staff for the Bills, they just never made the adjustments to get the stops. And um, it felt like the Bills were kind of getting lucky to be in it. Like, even though they had a four-point lead at half, yeah, it felt like, okay, if the Chiefs open with a drive and a touchdown here, we could be in trouble. And that's what Mahomes did. He drove right down the field, scored a touchdown. But, um, yeah, tough where it's like, Josh Allen played such a great game, and then he got tight there at the end in the fourth quarter, and that's playoff football. Like, it's really hard not not to get your head cluttered, right? Keep your mind clear and stay in the moment. Not a lot of guys can do that professionally, and Mahomes thrives in these type of moments where it's like he he's just so locked in. Um, you know, Josh Allen needed a touchdown at the end of the game, and we joked before coming on air, like, if your last name's a fish name, you're a loser for life. Like you're never, you might do well in life, like trout, make a ton of money. You will have zero playoff success. Like trout, bass, all these fish guys, get them out of my life. I can't take it. Like just unreal. That guy missing that kick though. But even if you I made had no it, idea where you were going with that salmon, Tim salmons. Yeah. Get them out of my life. But even if he made that kick, it felt like Mahomes would come down the field and yeah. get a field goal. It was right? too much time. Yes. So, you know, um, like you said, we were just on the wrong side of it where um, I, I believe in the Bills at home. It, it never mattered, did it? Right. Like there was no false starts. The Bills fans were giving it their all, being loud as hell. It just never phased them. They never had false starts. Like it, it did nothing to that, um, that Chiefs offense. So, yeah, like I thought home field was going to be a big deal in that game. And clearly it was not. They won by one by three. So, um, just can't, can't say enough how great Mahomes is and just keeps adding to his legacy. Matt Mitchell, uh, even through his agony, is such a professional. Don't forget Matt Mitchell, who was wearing a Buffalo Bills 1992 Super Bowl combination windbreaker material sweatsuit uh, for the game last Monday in New York. <laughs> uh, Real-time fact-checking reminding us that Tim Salmon – 2002 World Series champion with the California Anaheim Los Angeles Angels. Thank you, Matt Mitchell. I felt like um, what uh, <laughs> Los Angeles Angels never won anything. Whatever. I don't know what they called themselves in 2002, but he was on the Angels when they won the World Series. Oh, Matt really? Mitchell is now saying okay. in the chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So nipple yeah, on right, network right. TV. But you can let my children see the most disgusting fake punt with a foot <laughs> at the back. I do feel like now, now he's getting going. I do feel like that fake punt reeked of panic. And I'm just uh, does that make me as an owner of the Bills have to assess Sean McDermott right now? I thought that was a terrible call. And I thought that in the at the end of the game, the play calling overall was terrible. Joe Brady and McDermott defensively, but that call specifically, terrible call. Yeah, that was apparently they said on TV that there was ten guys on the field. That's why they made that call. Oh, right, like, they made an adjustment in real time. Yeah, so that sucks. Where it's like, yeah, I, I would say, why in the world would you not have Josh Allen make a fourth and five decision, like one of the best players in the world, rather than leaving up to Hamlin making some weird read where it's like they're running it to the left here and just hoping to get behind his line and they push forward. Um, you're right. Like it was a weird call, but I do think it was 
them making the in-game adjustment because they read that there was only 10 guys out there. So who knows? It could have been Hamlin's call. Um, what I think that all the Bills fans are mad about, even though they did have injuries to their defense, was just the lack of adjustments, right? The Chiefs, I just said, I think they punted one time in that game. Like, that that means every time they have the ball, they're either getting three or seven. Like, you'll never win a home playoff game if you no. can't get at least one or two stops. And, um, yeah, it just, just didn't work out. Like, Mahomes, um, he had a couple amazing plays, but it really felt like it was – the old school Chiefs where it was schemed up, where guys were just open, right? Like how many plays were guys just wide open? Um, that's what you're used to seeing from them. You really didn't see it this year. So, yeah, in their in their biggest moment, the guys who played it simple, just betting Mahomes blindly as a dog, they they cash again. I don't, I don't know what's up to. Is it nine and one and one now, Evan? Yeah, um, yeah we're the fools for going against it. We're going to have to break down these games a little bit. Pretty soon we're just going to burn this film. Uh, get started, <laughs> Simon on your resolutions with factors. So you're ready for the new year. Factors ready to eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery store's prep work and cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door with over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan plus veggie and more plus over 55 weekly add-ons you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolution simon if you've got a date heading over to your place but all you have is leftover pizza from our other sponsor factor can get you special occasion meals with their gourmet plus selection for fast upscale options head to factormeals.com Favorites 50 and use code favorites 50 to get 50% off. That's code favorites 50 at factormeals.com slash favorites 50 to get 50% off. Also, don't forget, if you're watching us on YouTube, please like this video and subscribe to our YouTube page. All right. Jesus Christ. Just dreadful. Foxhole, Tampa Bay plus six and a half. Loser. Simon says, Buffalo minus two and a half. Loser. Exact decision. San Francisco minus 10. Loser. Big balls. Houston plus nine and a half. Le Round robin. Houston, San Francisco, Detroit, Buffalo. All right. That's, that's it. We're done talking about this week. We're moving on. Everyone has a bad week. The week before, Simon, we cleaned up across the board. Then you have a bad week. It just happens. You got to rally. Just a couple more weeks of football left. Detroit at San Francisco. San Francisco's seven-point favorite right now. Uh, I've talked a lot about Debo. Here's the difference between the Niners with and without Debo. When he was on the field this year for a full game, the Niners were 12-1 and one and won by an average of 18 points per game. In he, games he misses or starts and doesn't finish, 1-4, 0-5 against the spread. The lone win being last night. It's like they had one game where they won by less than double digits when he was on the field the entire game. That was week two on the road at the Rams, and they won by a freaking touchdown. Like, if he's on the field... <laughs> And we can count on it, which we can't. 
You just have to bet this team. If he starts, if he is in the lineup, I don't know how you don't play the percentages and bet the San Francisco 49ers. I can't believe you're not on Detroit. This is a, this is such a Chad story. This is what you live for. This is like as good as it gets as a football fan rooting for Detroit here. Um, it's a big number. Like I, I'm shocked you don't love the seven. This is like a, this is the number we'll always have a chance for a back door. Like that's why we take these big numbers in these games where it's like, like you know, Detroit. Say what you want about them. I know they're a different team outdoors. The fact that they made it to this point shows how good they are. And I feel like the books are not really factor in how good this offense is like here and there they do go through phases where they don't move the ball but all of a sudden they'll go three or four straight possessions they'll, they'll score right they'll just drive the field and score and um this 49ers team we've seen they're they able to be passed on like that Lamar game they were able to pass the ball even Jordan Love I know you said he had the greatest game he almost threw for 200 yards and, and he threw for two touchdowns like th you are able to move the ball through the air against this team right it's the, the key to them is their D-line and their linebackers. So, um, you know, there's ways that they can attack this team. I just feel like at seven, it's such a big number. Like, I get where you're coming from at six and a half. You're like, I kind of want to take the 49ers. It'll be hard for me to argue on that, even though I know I have this modeled less than that. But at seven, it's like, we, we have to take this early Detroit. Is there is there any world where this goes to plus seven and a half? Like, I just, I can't see the books ever getting up there where I can see this going down to six, six and a half towards the 49ers. So um, to me, if you want to get the best of the number now, it feels like the seven is is the grab for this game. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I did bet the six and a half. That's <laughs> the Niners at, at six and a half. I saw it. I felt like it was going up to seven. Uh, it may come back down, but I, I felt like it might just level off at seven and not move like this this chiefs bills game kind of it hit three for about a minute a couple times and basically settled at two and a half and the lines this week did not move very much it felt like money was coming in on both sides i took the six and a half only because i wanted a little bit of a hedge on debo playing i'm not overly committed to it it was more just like I'm taking what I think I can get at the best possible number. And then I wanted to, I can buy out of it if I have to. I don't feel that strongly about it yet. Except yeah. I do like the Niners to dominate if Debo Samuel is playing. <laughs> That's fair. Jared Goff against pressure. This has been his Achilles heel for him all season long. Like he was number one rated quarterback, I think, according to PFF, uh, with a clean pocket, but 22nd when he was being blitzed. Uh the Bucks blitzed on 52% of his dropbacks, yet he was only pressured in the pocket five times because he got the ball out of his hands so frequently, so quickly, two and a half seconds, uh, the ball was out of his hands. So that's the good news for Jared Goff as he was making decisions against what he expected to be a lot of pressure. The Niners' gift, though, is getting to the quarterback without blitzing. Third lowest blitz rate, fourth fewest blitzes in the NFL, but ninth most in, most in sacks. Yeah, and the fear is we talked all season about it. It's just the the splits between him indoors and outdoors, right? Yeah. Just an outdoors game. We know that's that's a real thing. The splits are a real thing, but um, I just I just can't believe it's this big of a number. Like I'm shocked it's not four and a half. Um, 
Like the 49ers are really that good. They're they're that much better than the second place team in the NFC. Um, it's just interesting the book opened up that much where it's like, you know, it feels like we got caught within that Green Bay game. It's like we drank too much of the Kool-Aid and that number was too big. Uh, it feels a little bit like the same here, but I, I can't fault you on it. It's like this this offense, this 49ers offense is the best of this season, right? They were number one almost every metric. So if, if Debo is healthy and all the guys are healthy, I'm sure me, you're going to be going head to head on this one. I think we are going to be. I think you're, th listen, we've been doing this a long time. I know when you're trying to tell me that you think I'm an idiot without telling me I'm an no. idiot. I don't have enough confidence to think you're an idiot right now after going <laughs> over four. Trust me. How foolish of me then to right now be more confident than I've ever been in the Niners at minus six and a half. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Um, but listen, I'm not hot committed to this. This was a small taste just to get it at six and a half in case I ultimately decided first instinct. Um, there will be a lot of conversations over the next seven days before oh, yeah. we get to that game to really dig in and decide how we feel about that game. Simon, I know it's playoff time. Life is full of distractions right now in your world, but that's still not a good excuse for forgetting the fastest growing ticketing app in the United States. Can you name it? Game time. Game time. I love game time for two reasons. One, they sponsor this show. Number two, I actually use game time to buy tickets. They've got amazing last minute deals on all sorts of tickets, including pro and college football games. Speaking of which, I'm opening game time right now from my house here in Connecticut. Oh boy. I can get into the Knicks-Brooklyn Nets game this upcoming week, January 23rd, less than 75 bucks for quality NBA action. No matter where you live, download the Game Time app, get out, have some fun this week. Go sweat your bets live and in person. You can redeem code favorites for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, just download the app and enter code favorites for $20 off. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Kansas City, Baltimore, um, game was opening three and a half. If it's changed since we've been on air, I don't know because I haven't been able to check the lines if anyone wants to throw it in there. But any first instincts here? I have no I have no read on this game. Yeah, I love the Ravens. Like I, I hit a couple threes when it popped, and it's just like, all right, if it goes to three, two and a half, I'm I'm gonna be all over the Ravens. And I already can hear a bunch of pros in my head telling me how do you not take Mahomes is a three and a half point dog. And like after last week, I'm I'm not saying shit to them. I'll just I'm just let them make their bet. I'll just smile against them and be like, all right, take take Mahomes a three and a half. Like it's just I got no I got no idea how it's working. Like that Bills game, um, it couldn't have gone any better for that Mahomes offense. So uh if he does it against Baltimore, I'll I'll be shocked. Like I'm again, I'm willing to put my money up that he's not gonna do it against Baltimore again. So like you said, if we're gonna break it down at crazy like levels this whole week, but um my first instinct is grab the three if you can on the Ravens. I just I just feel like the professionals will be on that side. Like it's a good matchup for their defense. Like we haven't really dived into it, but their defense matches up well about just as well as you can against this Chiefs team where you can put Kyle Hamilton, who's long enough, fast enough to cover Travis Kelsey. And then just have the you know different guys spy Mahomes like they have the players that they really that do do match up well against them. Now you factor in that Mark Andrews should be back 
Humphreys, their number one corner, hopefully is back um, for this Ravens team. Like, it just lines up where they, they should win this game. And we all heard the stat in that Bills game, right? The Chiefs have given up over five yards per carry this season. Like, they do struggle against the run. The Bills went away from it. I don't know why, but they were moving the ball whenever they wanted on the ground. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, by the end of that third quarter, they kind of switched it up and stopped running it as much. Didn't really make sense. I don't really think the Ravens will get away from that. It's kind of their identity. Um, even that opening touchdown drive by Lamar in that second half, right? He was using his legs. Like we knew he didn't need to force it with his arm. He can just pull it down and run. So um, yeah, if you can get the three, I would grab that. But yeah, this is one where I I could be flipped on that that 49ers Lions game. This this one I'm not gonna be flipped on. Like I'm I'm pretty dug in on this one. I have this at four and a half. I think you're getting a good number at three and a half. I'd rather you get the three though. Cause like to me, three three is such a key number. We want to get that for a lot of reasons because Mahomes, we see it. Mahomes is um, the kind of guy where it, 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 you, you can't kill him. Like, it doesn't matter if you're up, what the score is. He's going to keep swinging. He's going to keep fighting. So I, I get why the pros are going to come in and take the three and a half. But I just think that the Ravens are the, the right side to me. You know, one of the things we talked a lot about with the Bills um, that worried me the most for this game was – they had nobody who could defend the middle of the field, right? And even today, yeah. they only lined up, they only suited up four linebackers, went down to three linebackers for a couple of plays because the one guy they had playing middle linebacker calling the plays was A.J. Klein, who was on the street. And in the broadcast, they did a lot of diagramming to show you how the Chiefs were scheming their plays for Travis Kelsey to take advantage, like running sort of using the leverage to play against the inside players, not the outside players. And that is one thing I don't think you'll be able to do against Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith. They're just, there's not a conversation between the linebackers <laughs> yeah. for the Ravens and the linebackers for the Bills. Yeah, I totally agree with that. All right, we'll dig, dig, we'll dig much, much deeper into that one on Tuesday when we come back. Uh, as a reminder, the Favorites Podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boost with them than with anyone else. Every day, they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays, and they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible Super Boost. Check out the boost and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. If you love listening or watching us live, which you should because every point against the spread matters, catch our next episode live Tuesday at 1.45 p.m. Eastern on Action Network's YouTube channel covering the conference championship round of the NFL playoffs. Download us from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your pods. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift until Tuesday. Love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.